This is a special ARM podcast as we speak with session presenters and keynote speakers from the ARM conference. I'm Bill Klaproth. With me is Matt Burns, Director of E-Commerce Solutions at Premier. His session was on how e-commerce is transforming the healthcare supply chain, and we're interested to learning more about that. Matt, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate this. So let's set the stage here. Can you share with us the dramatic increase in e-commerce utilization? Absolutely. And thank you very much for having me. Kind of leading up to the coronavirus pandemic, e-commerce was seeing a large expansion globally in what was happening online, both with consumers and businesses. And a lot of the drivers there were some of the traditional drivers that were impacting the healthcare space, aging populations, government-led initiatives, but also a concept of the internet kind of further penetrating from a generational perspective, especially in the context of the United States and kind of driving more consumer purchasing online. July 2019, market reports based off some reputable market research companies had the global online healthcare market to be projected at $453 billion by 2025. They've since changed those projections, some of the same market research companies and post-pandemic, they've projected that 2025 market to, to now be around $643 billion. So almost a $200 billion increase in projection just over a, a couple of years. Wow, that is really amazing. So you talked about driving this, the aging population, government-led initiatives, and of course, the explosion of the internet and penetration as well. So can you talk then about consumerism? You're kind of just talking about it a little bit, how consumerism impacts the B2B side of things in the purchasing landscape. Right. So there's a lot of kind of new drivers of e-commerce in this post-pandemic world that we live in with a, you know, a lot more online buyers out there in, in the B2B space. And, you know, we're all e-commerce experts of sorts, given the fact that most of the shop online and in our consumer lives. And a lot of those concepts and things have begun to penetrate the traditional business space and really mold the online purchasing world of tomorrow. Things like transparency, convenience, super certain features and, and functions and ways of buying online have both with the older generations and new kind of transversed from the consumer world to what we're doing in our business procurement space. And I think the prime representative or the, the prime example there would be someone like Amazon. How often now do we see checkout experiences in things online that are associated with e-commerce sites fashioned or modeled after that Amazon experience? Absolutely. And you mentioned COVID-19 earlier. That really accelerated things, right? Didn't it? Where some of the things that we're adopting and doing now might have happened five years in the future, but because of the pandemic, many things have been accelerated. Have you seen that same type of impact on the healthcare supply chain? Absolutely. And we mentioned some of the projections by market research companies on where they think the total market's going to be, but the increased prevalence of telehealth and other newly launched applications that are connecting 
providers with patients has a new market out there online. There's an increase in patient purchasing, also an increase in product demand that wasn't there before, not only in the patient sense, but also in the business sense. Think about PPE products or testing supplies or hand sanitizer or other infection control items. Also, the disruptions that, generally speaking, a lot of markets and things have seen, they've caused a lot of buyers to open up their channels and their relationships and evaluate new procurement modalities, which has brought a lot of folks online. There's also this concept of a business having to do more with less nowadays from a resource perspective, especially the small business which ends up lending itself towards more convenience-oriented buying modalities. And there's a strong correlation there with e-commerce. Okay, Matt, that sounds uh, really interesting, and it really makes sense when we hear you talk about that. So can you also tell us about alternate site membership? How does that fit into all of this? Alternate site members for us are the smaller customers that are out there in healthcare. We mentioned that there's a lot of customers that are underneath resource constraints and experiencing disruption and other things. Typically, these smaller buyers in the grand supply chain spectrum are not as looked out for as perhaps some of the larger buyers in our space are, which lends itself, again, towards alternate supply, alternate suppliers, e-commerce modalities, etc. So we're seeing an increase and e-commerce utilization and the leveraging of relationships and technology that are e-commerce in this space, more so in other spaces. There's still a lot of robust technology and strong partnerships that are looking out for some of these larger buyers and things during the course of supply chain disruption and other activities. This has really opened up the, the opportunity for e-commerce with these kind of smaller businesses and buyers that are out there. So with this tremendous growth, and you just mentioned opening up other possibilities and opportunities when it comes to e-commerce and transforming the healthcare supply chain, what are some of the purchasing concerns we should be aware of? So if you're expanding your purchasing portfolio and the amount of companies that you're perhaps doing business with, you're evaluating other platforms, we recommend that you balance the reward of new online options with the risks that can be there when, when you're purchasing online. Some of these online purchasing relationships can be rather autonomous, and there's a lot of concerns to kind of be wary of. We may be familiar with some of these things in our consumer lives or have heard about these on the news over the past couple of years, but anything from price gouging to black market, gray market, or stolen products, counterfeit goods, retail theft, the altering of products with non-OEM parts or faulty manufacturing, back order or non-delivery involvement. These are all things that can potentially take place in any sale in you know, the consumer or business world. But we do recommend that you go through a checklist of things, of questions that you can ask yourself so as to kind of balance, as we mentioned, the liability with the reward. Yeah, those are really good tips for us to be aware of. And it's good that you bring those up because 
this can be such a positive thing, all of this e-commerce, but there is kind of a dark side too that we have to be aware of. So thank you for bringing those up. And speaking of e-commerce and opportunity and the growth of this, should we be considering or incorporating more e-commerce offerings? From a business perspective, absolutely. I think that it makes your supply chain much more resilient. I know a lot of business customers have spent many years kind of optimizing the relationships that they're in and narrowing the field down. But I think what the past couple of years has shown is that there's need for your supply chain to be resilient. If you have potentially all of your eggs in one basket, then you're holding some risk there. So whether it's gaining access to alternate suppliers, geographically diversifying your supply chain, utilizing e-commerce partners for disruption identification, digitizing your purchasing data, taking offline orders, making them online orders, and then utilizing some of the features and functions of online sites to be able to gain visibility into your purchasing or it's just utilizing e-commerce and some of the vendors out there for their agile operations, things like sourcing, payment involvement, or even the immediate access to inventory. Those are all things that can complement kind of a more focused and primary relationship that your business may have with another company. So Matt, you've kind of given us the history and how we got to this point. If I could ask you to look into your crystal ball, where do you see all of this going with e-commerce and the supply chain? Where do you think we're headed with this? That's a great question. I think that there's a lot that is potentially you know, going to happen in the near future. There are, especially for the healthcare space, there are non-traditional players that you'll see expand their strategies and capabilities, folks, you know, names that we're familiar with, but may not be familiar with on the B2B side of the healthcare world, names like Walmart and Amazon, Kroger, eBay, Walgreens, CVS, a lot of them are becoming providers or, or payers even. There's also a lot of rules and regulations that you'll see impact the e-commerce space over the coming months and years. I think a lot of it's gonna be geared towards buyer protection, which will be great. But the expansion of telemedicine is something to watch develop because there's a strong correlation there with the extension of services and the extension of products. And then a little further out, some of the things that we're watching and how they'll intersect with e-commerce are things like blockchain and smart contracts, augmented reality, this concept that you could go to the metaverse and review a product before you bought it online. And then also cognitive supply chain management, we expect some vendors to be able to plug those concepts of optimizing their backend supply chain with the front end of an e-commerce site and you know what kind of advantages that could potentially present to customers. Wow, that is, uh, there's a lot going on there. So uh, yeah, you talked about non-traditional players and telemedicine and blockchain and smart contracts. And then you got into uh, augmented reality. So uh, there's a lot that really can happen in the future when it comes to e-commerce and the supply chain. That's for sure. So Matt, I, I want to thank you so much. This has been a great discussion. Any final thoughts, any 
the other thing you want to add or that we should know about when it comes to how e-commerce is transforming the healthcare supply chain? The only other thing that I think that I could add is e-commerce and the adoption there and the relevancy for some of the brands that are prevalent in the e-commerce space is also a generational thing. I think what we'll see and find is as some of the newer generations evolve and we see this supply chain buyers of tomorrow, they may begin to kind of lean in towards this way of doing business as opposed to some of the more traditional ways of doing business and another great reason to kind of further diversify your purchasing portfolio. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, thank you so much. This has really been informative. We really appreciate it. Thanks again. Thank you. Have a great day. And once again, that's Matt Burns. And for more education like this, please go to the ARM Knowledge Center at arm.org slash knowledge. And ARM is A-H-R-M-M. Thanks for listening.